Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, and welcome to another episode of the Sound Heart Radio. Uh, this morning, uh, our topic uh, is going to be somewhat deep, and so I want to warn you beforehand. Uh, but it will be a blessing if you labor through and listen through the Holy Spirit as to what is, is being taught. Um, because the time has come to lay aside uh, the normal uh, or our normal day-to-day attitude about what is going on in the social order. Uh, We have to prepare for what is happening. And uh, we can do this through the power of the Spirit. So... uh, I want your hearts ready, and uh, I want uh, you to fix your mind on the Lord. I want you to learn the importance of biblical meditation as demonstrated in Psalm 1. And also, uh, please read Joshua chapter 1. Meditation on the Lord and his word and his will is vital, uh, and it is by doing these spiritual disciplines that one become becomes strong uh, in the Lord. Also, remember Ephesians 6, as a believer, we are to put on the armor of God, and having done all, we are to stand. Uh, we have the, the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God, and we have prayer. So God has provided everything that you and I need uh, for these evil days. So with that, let us have a word of prayer, and then we'll begin our study for this morning. We do thank you, Heavenly Father, for the opportunity to meet with your people. We pray, Lord, for your saints throughout the world uh, who are members of this Blog Talk Radio uh, family, A Sound Heart. We ask that you would bless them, bless their loved ones, Lord. And we pray for the saints that we do not know. And we pray that this this ministry, Lord, will be shared uh, far and wide so that hearts will be blessed uh, through your word. And we do thank you in the name of our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. So uh, this morning I'm going to be speaking from uh, 2 Corinthians. 2 Corinthians. And we're going to be looking at 2 Corinthians Chapter 4, 2 Corinthians 4. But before there, before we get there, I want to uh, introduce to you uh, some very important books. Uh, one is entitled uh, Automating Inequality, How High-Tech Tools Profile, Police, and Punish the Poor. And this book is by 
Virginia Eubanks. Uh, I recommend this book because I want you to become aware of how uh, the impacts of data mining, police uh, or policy algorithms, and predictive risk models uh, are used on poor and working class people in America in order to keep them enthralled them or to keep them in slavery. It is a very important book. Uh, I want you to know that nothing is by chance. Everything is by design. Uh, if you read Ephesians 6, you will learn about the methodias or, or, or the adroit workings of the devil, what he does. Uh, nothing is sloppy. Nothing is haphazard. Uh, every day, everything is done with a manipulative uh, purpose in mind. That means no good to you or me. So please keep that in mind. Once again, the, this book is entitled Automating Inequality, How High-Tech Tools Profile, Police, and Punish the Poor. So it's a very, very important book. Um, we, we have to become very smart uh, these days. And uh, there is some, uh, well, I'll get into some other things later. Uh, another book I have uh, for you to pick up, this one is by Isaac uh, Elias, MD. It is, called, it, is, it is called The Survival Paradox. And uh, this book is on uh, reversing a, a chronic disease. So he talks about the inflammatory response and uh, – you know, what he has uh, done in his practice uh, to help uh, people understand what is going on with them uh, in their bodies, uh, and it, it is very, very important. He even talks about the role of cellular stress, uh, and he writes that cellular stress begins in the extracellular space. That is the space between cells within the connective tissue. And why am I talking about this? Well, uh, we live in the day of 5G. And 5G is not merely to give you better cell phone service. Uh, 5G is a, uh, is a weapon. And so this is a very important book uh, for you to read. We need to be well-armed and aware uh, as believers. Paul wrote uh, that we are to test everything. And so I want you to be aware of what's going on. But once again, the name is Isaac uh, Elias, MD. The, the book is entitled the, the Survival Paradox. And one other book I've had for a long time this book is called Soul Murder, Soul Murder, by Leonard Shingold, M.D., uh, and the subtitle is The Effects of Childhood Sexual Abuse and Deprivation. Now, the reason why I keep this book on hand is because there's a, a, an excellent chapter in here on brainwashing, brainwashing. He talks about Orwell's 1984, and so uh, – 
omnipotent government is called Big Brother. All-powerful government uh, is called Big Brother. And Orwell talks about this system of doublethink. And so this is what uh, Doc Shingle writes about Orwell. Quote, Orwell's doublethink is a system of vertical mind splits that makes it possible to believe that two plus two equals five. Now, listen carefully uh, to the language that he uses. Uh, Quote, to know and not know, to be conscious of complete truthfulness while telling carefully constructed lies, to hold simultaneously two opinions which canceled out knowing them to be contradictory and believing both. To forget whatever it is necessary to forget, then to draw it back into the memory again at the moment it was needed, and then promptly to forget it again, and above all, to apply the same process, process itself, consciously to induce unconsciousness, and then once again to become unconscious of the act of hypnosis you had just performed. So, and then Dr. Shingle writes, Orwell knows about the use of auto-hypnosis in brainwashing. And so it is to create what is called doublethink. Let me go on. With the attainment of doublethink imposed by the need for rescue during psychological torture, this is from 1984, Winston Smith can go on to identify with his tormentor and to love Big Brother. Remember, this book is entitled Soul Murder. Why do I want you to know about this? These, uh, these books, because I want you to be aware of the insidious nature of the social order. And this present social order is undergoing uh, an engineered collapse. The economy is undergoing an engineered collapse. You need to be aware of what is going on so you can appropriately prepare. I heard something very uh, funny this morning from a show called Restore Republic that I listened to, and it began by saying that uh, everyone thought Noah was an idiot until it started raining. So, and that made me laugh. I love that. But, uh, so I'm going to read now from 2 Corinthians uh, there are some very important verses that I, I, I want you to hold in your heart uh, for today and the, the rest of the week. And God willing, we'll meet on Wednesday, and uh, we will share the word of God with you again. So this is Second Corinthians, chapter 4. And I'm going to begin at verse 7. Paul wrote, But we have this treasure in earthen vessels, that the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. 
Paul is talking about the gospel, the good news of Jesus. Troubled on every side, yet not distressed, or literally not hemmed in. We are perplexed, but not in despair. And so perplexed here means uh, to stand at a loss mentally. Okay? But not in despair. So that is to be utterly at a loss. God doesn't do that to us. Remember, Jesus is Paul's good shepherd. Jesus is our good shepherd. God will lead us to the collapse, through the collapse of the social order as it is. God will lead us through the collapse of the economy. But that does not set aside the fact that we have to be smart about gathering the supplies we need, making the plans we need to make, taking care of ourselves. Wherever you are, if you have opportunity to acquire food for your family, water for your family, seeds, uh, and uh, clothing, fuel, you need to do those things now. And you may have to uh, curtail some of the normal entertainments that you've had in the past in order to prepare. Prepare well while you have opportunity. We have to think. We have to be very smart these days. Okay? In my area, gasoline is almost $7 a gallon. Okay? Now they want to talk about uh, there's going to be a shortage of diesel fuel because they don't want truck deliveries. Uh, and so they want to hurt the truckers. They want to break the social order down. And there are many people who are saying, get your money out of banks because banks no longer uh, have a covenant with you to protect your money. Uh, through Dodd-Frank, there was language in, Do- in the Dodd-Frank Act that said that uh, the too-big-to-fail banks could appropriate the money or the monies of depositors in order to make themselves whole. Listen to the language and understand what is going on to make themselves whole. Now do you see why Jesus treated the money changers in the temple the way he did? He knew exactly what their motives were and who they were and what they were about themselves. Verse 9, we are persecuted, but not forsaken. God does not desert us. And God will not, God does not desert, will not desert us or leave us uh, in this situation alone. He will, he is our good shepherd. I need you to keep that in mind. We are cast down. And this really language is thrown down. Uh, but not destroyed. We are thrown down, but not destroyed. Listen, 
get together with your family or loved ones and uh, make a plan, have a plan uh, so that you will not be swept away or you will not be at a loss uh, in the in the coming months. Uh, you will have, you'll be able to take care of one another. So be smart. Uh, verse 10, always bearing about in the body the dying or Greek necrosin of the Lord Jesus, that the life also of Jesus might be manifest in our body. For we which live are always delivered unto death for Jesus' sake, that the life also of Jesus might be manifest in our mortal flesh. Amen. So then death worketh in us, but life in you. We have the same spirit of faith, according as it is written. I believe, and therefore have I spoken. We also believe, and therefore speak. I love Paul's language in verse 13. I like the language, spirit of faith. We have in the same spirit of faith. I love that language and what it communicates. Verse 14, knowing that he which raised up the Lord Jesus shall raise up us also by Jesus and shall present us with you. This is our hope. Jesus is our hope. We are complete in him. It is the goal of the World Economic Forum. It is the goal of the CDC. It is the goal of these uh, uh, the Club of Rome, read about these organizations, to uh, cut down the human population, uh, to make the population manageable for their sake. Uh, I read recently on a website where this one uh, CEO said that that water is not a human right. Water is not a human right. I want you to get an understanding of their attitude attitude toward us. Water is not a human right. Our Savior said, I am the water of life. I want you to understand the nature of, and the spirit of the, of the demonic. The devil comes to kill, to steal, kill, and destroy. He doesn't want you to have peace. He wants you focused on the destruction that he has intended for you. And why? I just read in Soul Murder how they use brainwashing, how they how they split the soul of the person uh, to have people believe contradictory ideas. You and so as to make you uh, and to affirm both so that you will become dependent upon Big Brother. Uh, You will, uh, the writer, Dr. Shingo, talks about the too muchness of of experience and how that too muchness will make the individual try to rush toward uh, toward safety in order to avoid the too muchness. They want you overexposed. They want you to be exposed to the too muchness of their horrific plans. I don't say what I say lightly ever. I am telling you what is going on so that you will 
Number one, prepare your hearts to walk with the Lord, not as a, a uh, I'm going to say it this way, as a, as a believer in Christ. Okay? Uh, churchianity has collapsed. It is time to be real with the Lord Jesus Christ. Okay? Uh, I have a show in, uh, called you know, The Failure of Western Theology and the Enduring Power of the Word of God. Because I make a contrast between Western theology, which is merely academic, and the Word of God, which is active and existential. The Word of God is alive and powerful. Not Western theology so much. Western theology is designed to to please the intellectual machinations of men, period, along with their psychotherapy, psychoanalysis, uh, and and their their counseling formulae. It is all to flatter. And where has that stuff gone? Has it prospered anyone? No. Not at all. The word of God is alive and powerful. We have to recalibrate our focus, and we need to focus upon the truth. Because the truth will give us the ability to stand in the evil day. Remember Ephesians 6, that you may have done all to stand and we may stand in the evil day. This is the evil day. And the last days, demonic times will come. We can't say that God didn't tell us these things would happen. Yes, he did. The things they have done to food, the synthetics they have, uh, synthetic food, uh, they're they're using microbes to mimic the look of beef, Uh, and they're even they have even designed microbes to look like beef that even bleed, or they have a red uh, the red color of meat, so it, it is designed to deceive. They have one chemical called glyphosate that is used as an herbicide and you and it was also <laughs> it's also used as an antibiotic. So uh this 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 chemical attacks the liver, you know, and they use uh chemicals on wheat that go into the human gut and to that kills off the good bacteria and leaves the bad bacteria in there so that uh, the human being or the human gut cannot absorb nutrients. Who is so insidious? Who designs this stuff? And they put fluoride in water. Uh, the water never, never needed fluoridation. And who designs plastics that attack uh, the androgens in males in order to feminize them? Because they don't want in the they don't want uh, in the West they don't want Western men to be men. They want to feminize them. They want to do mockery to appropriate femininity, uh, femininity and to uh, appropriate womanhood. So they mock it with uh, this, the, the transgenderism. The transgender agenda 
is designed to do what? To corrupt and bring down and to make a mockery of the creation of God and what God has done. If you would read about Western Asia and the Canaanite deities and the Canaanite city-state societies and the way, what, whom and what they worship, you will read about Baphomet, okay? You will read about Baal, and you will read about these Canaanite deities, uh, and you will find that the, uh, what is common in their worship is uh, uh, orgies and sacrifice of babies. That is common. And also, uh, our archaeologists have found, as forensic archaeologists have found, uh, in these uh, uh, tells, they found, they, they look in the dumps, they, they are able to look at teeth and bones and the striations on the female pelvis. They can tell how many babies uh, a woman has had. They can tell, they find nuts and teeth and then etc. And, and they also find uh, venereal diseases. And they can tell that these cultures wore themselves out with their sexual excesses. And God, God destroyed them. And uh, when God says that the sin of the Amorites is not yet full, uh, that language is very, very compelling because God is letting us know that Romans 2, these people treasured up wrath until the day of wrath, until God came and swept them away. Now, you need to read uh, the flood narrative. You need to become very familiar with the flood narrative. And the, uh, that there were real giants in those days. Uh, and there are mounds in the Ohio Valley, uh, which are the burial mounds of giants. They found uh, giants uh, in Nevada. They found giant, uh, giants down in, uh, in San Diego, and on an island off the coast of California, uh, Catalina Island, they found uh, uh, giant skeletons. So uh, there's evidence of the Great Flood throughout, throughout the world. Uh, on the Andes, on the top of the Andes Mountains, they find, they find an incredible amounts of of uh, clamshells on mountain peaks and palm trees in the North Pole. So fossils that are not indigenous to uh, to these 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 climates and these and these areas. And in the ancient world, uh, the the coins and the totems of different cultures. Uh, had flood narratives. God makes his will known. But people in this culture, in our culture, have been cut off from the past. 
so they don't know where they, people don't know where they've come from, and people have been pitted against one another uh, currently, and so people are divided. But what we have at our disposal is the word, the the word of God. Paul goes on, Second Corinthians four fifteen. For all things are for your sakes, that the abundant grace might, through the thanksgiving of many, redoubt to the glory of God. For which cause we faint not, though our outward man perish, yet the inward is renewed day by day. In verse 16, Paul says, we're not cowards, we're not afraid. Remember, God has not given us a spirit of fear. God has not given us a spirit of fear. That's not of God. Okay, we're going to have to be very courageous in these coming days. And we'll be, we will do it through the power of the Spirit. See, on a morning, early in the morning uh, in 2017, uh, I had to wake up my wife and my son because there was, uh, a fire was approaching our home. And we had only minutes to flee, and we lost, we lost our home. We lost uh, a lot in in that fire, but we didn't lose our lives. God, God let us out. God let us away, and none of our neighbors lost, lost family members. God let us all out of there. He is a good shepherd. Some of our neighbors had to flee through walls of flames on both sides. God is a good God. And he takes care of us and he watches over us. He prepares a way for us out of no way. I need you to remember that. He will make a way out of no way if you learn to look upon at him and trust him. Verse 17, for our light affliction, Notice the language. Now, the word here, philipsis, uh, for the word affliction, it means grievous affliction. It means, uh, it carries the idea of being crushed. Yet Paul said it's light. Our light affliction, or really easy affliction, okay, uh, which is but for a moment, worketh for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. Now, notice the, the contrast here. Light affliction, weight of glory. Our light affliction is for a moment. Okay? Worketh for us a far more exceeding... Uh, it, 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 this, this is a... An incredible word, a far more exceeding. It means to pile upon pile upon pile upon pile of that which is good. The piling on of the goodness is indefinite. A far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. C.S. Lewis has a book called The Weight of Glory. You should read it. It's a small book, but it's, but it's very ponderous. It's very heavy. Every sentence is pregnant. Every sentence uh, deserves careful attention and rumination. 
So he goes on, verse 18, while we look not at the things which are seen. So when we look at what is going on with spiritual perception, we will see something different. We will see the hand of God at work. We will see the eternal purpose of God. What is God doing? And how is God using these, these evil uh, individuals to accomplish his will? Remember, there's no plan uh, uh, above that of God's plan. And uh, God's people who have wanted to play Vanity Fair and to delight themselves uh, in the works of the flesh, it, it, it's time uh, to give that stuff up. It's time to leave that stuff alone because it, it goes nowhere. Proverbs 21.30 reads, quote, There is no wisdom, no insight, no plan that can, uh, that can succeed against the Lord. Verse 31, The horse is made ready for the day of battle, but victory rests with the Lord. So, the language is old, but the language is present tense. The language is filled with power. We have to fill our hearts, our spirits, with the word of God uh, so that we will be powerful in these days. We don't have to be weak. In these days, believers can meet the challenges of the present uh, social order and economy with the resurrection power of Jesus. If you, if, you, if you crucify the flesh with its affections and lusts, and if you uh, focus on who, the, on who the Lord is, you're going to prosper. We become what we behold. We become what we behold. Our neurons become shaped around that. Uh, upon which we focus. With modern imaging, you can see what people believe and what people focus on. Uh, they don't have to tell you. Uh, through certain imaging, we can see uh, where their focus lies. There are no secrets, and these things are no secret to God. Uh, uh, what will it prosper a man if he gains the whole world and loses his soul? Or what shall a man give in exchange for his soul? He that seeks to save his life will lose it, but he who loses his life will save it. Uh, Jesus said those words. There's no way around uh, his words. When we lean into what God has for us and when we lean into uh, what God wants to do in our lives, you're going to have incredible peace. And the Bible tells us as believing ones, even in these evil days, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will follow you. We have to be strong. We have to be committed to the Lord. We have to think. We have to act. We have to uh, eat good food. We have to appropriate to ourselves good food. We have to think good thoughts. That's why we devour the word. 
We have to exercise. We have to give to others. Uh, we have to cast our bread upon the water. And after many days, it will be found. God will see to it. Even in tough days, God will see to it, if you follow him, that the, what, the, uh, how he will bless both the reaper and the sower. God can give us abundance. God can provide abundance for us. Uh, and this is why we look to him as we do, because we know he, he is the God of all power. And he can bless us uh, the way he wants to bless us. Okay? So this is Amos chapter 9. Verse 13, Amos 9, 13, quote, The days are coming, declares the Lord, when the reaper will be overtaken by the plowman, or the plowman, and the planter by the one treading grapes. New wine will drip from the mountains and flow from all the hills. I will bring back my exiled people Israel. They will... Rebuild the ruined cities and live in them. They will plant vineyards and drink their wine. They will make gardens and eat their fruit. I will plant Israel in their own land, never to be uprooted from the land I have given them, says the Lord your God. God is good uh, to us. And if we keep our eyes on the Lord we will be abundantly blessed. But you have to believe by faith that God will provide for you and God will open doors for you uh, that no man can shut. And God will close doors that no man can open. These arrogant, blind people do not realize that uh, God said, touch not mine, anointed, and do my prophets no harm. Uh, they will attempt to stretch out their hands and do harm to the people of God, but they are fighting against God, and God is going to fight against them, and they're going to lose. Uh, They do not realize that the incarnation uh, is the the divine warrior of the the Old Testament, is uh, is incarnate uh, in uh, in the person of Jesus Christ. So, uh, and God, according to Jeremiah, God is going to open up His arsenal, and there's no way they they're going to defeat Him. This is Isaiah forty two thirteen. Quote: The Lord will mar- march out. Like a mighty man, like a warrior, he will stir up his zeal. I love reading this. With a shout, he will raise the battle cry and will triumph over his enemies. You know, uh, he's going to come out with a uh, – he is a, an ardent, uh, skilled super warrior. And he will march out with a yelling cry. Um, there's this uh, show uh, on this about the Civil War that I that I, I like, and they were talk and they and on one of the episodes they talk about 
the rebel yell and what it was like. And, uh, and so when I heard that in the show, I thought about this, uh, this chapter and this verse in Isaiah. Uh, he will, he, with a shout, he will raise a battle cry. That is, he, uh, the Lord, I can't imagine the Lord's uh, yelling cry. And uh, he is going to, in, in verse 14, the Lord says, For a long time I have kept silent. I have been quiet and held back, and held myself back. But now, but now, like a woman in childbirth, I cry out, I gasp and pant. I will lay waste the mountains and hills and dry up all their vegetation. I will turn rivers into islands and dry up the pools. I will lead the blind by ways they have not known. Along unfamiliar paths, I will guide them. I will turn the darkness into light before them and make the rough places smooth. These are the things I will do. I will not forsake them, but those who trust in idols, who say to images, you are our gods, will be turned back in utter shame. Listen, uh, you, you trust in God, you're not a loser. You're the ultimate winner. And uh, God is going to bless you abundantly. Yes? The social order, uh, we can tell it is collapsing. And in all honesty, it needs to collapse. These fake teachers do not need to be teaching babies uh, how to masturbate or sending them home with homework with instructions on uh, pediatric masturbation. Our children don't need these people. These people are corrupt. These people are ruinous. They're highly destructive. They want to take the most precious thing that we can experience and produce, and they want to corrupt it. They want to take away the beauty of our children and uh, what they represent to us. They want to humiliate, harass uh, our humanity. They've already taken fathers out the homes. Uh, they created an economy where both parents had to work. They've taken the mother out the home. They knew who the who the mother was and who she is, they know that she is the dynamic content of the home and family. And so what did he do? Well, you have people like Hugh Hefner, who's a CIA agent, you know, published Playboy, and they turn women into playthings and play toys in order to destroy the family and the home and integrity and holiness and, and, and oneness in the Lord. These things were done on purpose. People have done these horrendous things uh, to humanity and to this culture. God says, vengeance is mine. I will repay, saith the Lord. It is going to happen. It is going to happen. That's why I want you to read the flood narrative. Read about Sodom and Gomorrah. Read about the overthrow of Ramesses, Egypt. Uh, my God is a God who does not lie. He always wins. He always wins. And yet, in Psalm 2, people say, well, let us rebel against him. And the, 
So we read the psalmist uh, uses the language, he that sitteth in the heavens shall lack. The Lord shall hold them in derision. This is where God sees his Lilliputian enemies. He is almighty. Is God almighty. Remember that powerful and important doctrine. We serve God almighty. With that, good morning. My name is Dr. Josiah Rich. God bless you.